0: Hello and welcome to Odd Spots. I'm Ryan Mullen and this is my podcast where I'm talking to people in a different place every time. That's the premise. On this episode, I talked to Laura McLean, who is a comedian here in Ottawa, Canada. And Laura was a big help for me when I started getting into stand-up about a year ago. Uh, She gave me my first advice uh, when I was really nervous on my first day of doing it, going to Yuck Yucks. And... She, several months later, was like, hey, Ryan, uh, have you done any more? And I was like, no, I don't know how. And she showed me how. She showed me the right places to find out how to get on more shows. So I'm so appreciative of that and her coming on the show. And she actually did this on her lunch break. We both work at Algonquin, and so she uh, skipped lunch. She had a granola bar before this episode, and then we got into it. That's why it's kind of uh, a quick ending, because she had to go back to work. And so it was actually such a nice break for me to break up my day of work with this great talk about comedy. So, uh, hope you enjoy. I'm here with Laura McLean. Laura, where are we? What does it look like? What are the sounds people might be hearing?
1: Okay, we are in the staff lounge at Algonquin College of the cafeteria, so... Because uh, we're both staff of the Algonquin College, and we're eating in the We're allowed in. Cafeteria. in, yeah, we're allowed in. Um, so you might hear staff of the college eating and talking, etc.
0: There is a door behind. Some people are eating outside. I've actually never eaten in here. Uh, I usually just eat at my desk. I find that's just easier. I just, I just watch a video and not communicate with others.
1: Yeah, I know. That's entirely true. Um, the staff lounge is good. If, uh, oh, I don't know, yeah, you always, oh man, anytime you go in public to eat, You run the risk of running into people that you kind of but don't really know Mm -hmm. in the college. And then you're stuck having awkward, long conversations for your entire lunch hour and then... I have that
0: problem a lot around the college where I'm, like, I'm one of the photographer and videographers, so I could take a photo of 100 people, and then they all know me as the camera guy, and they're like, oh, I kind of know you. And then I'm like, I don't. Yeah, they're like, hey. And I'm like, oh, I don't know your name, bud. Yeah, that's true.
1: Everyone in the college would vaguely know who you are. Yeah. And that happens to me, too, because I used to work in the main cafeteria. You did. So I saw everyone that came to Mm -hmm. this college to buy food. And now being in the registered office, I see, again, like, still a million students. I haven't found a job yet where it isn't, like, client service, like front facing, Mm -hmm. seeing everyone in the college. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's where I wanted to start, which that was my first impression of you was Mm -hmm. being a cashier in the main cafe. And so I thought that was a really interesting way. I've looked at different cashiers differently. We're now like, I would interact with you. Like you said, like most days I'm really bad. I look at the cashiers differently now. (laughs) Yeah. Like I've, uh, interacted with you, uh, I'm really bad at packing lunches. And so I would like go to the cafe a lot. And so you would just be a regular person, just like anybody else there. And then I wouldn't know that. Two years later i'd be hanging out with you in a different a totally different way like mm-hmm. it's it's an odd thing to be like Ottawa oh it's
1: just also incredibly small i yeah, feel like it is. is that it's starting after being here for like five years six years it's starting to seem insanely small because almost everyone in this city has attended algonquin college or yeah. worked at Algonquin college at some it's point it's true
0: i have so many friends i went to university and then showed up to algonquin i'm like oh welcome yeah i came mm. I here right away after high school and
1: i know and yeah honestly i'm gonna say that the cafeteria people are literally the most interesting people that you will meet. Um, this is, but everyone that works here, like a nine to five desk job, um, is just an office drone. Like mm-hmm. exactly what you'd expect from like an office person. And I'm starting to become an office drone now. Yeah. Um, but people in the cafeteria are the most interesting people because you get people like no one in the cafeteria is doing the work because they're like yeah this is my career Mm -hmm. I love this work more than anything and I just get so much out of like cooking food Um, so like everyone in the cafe is like super diverse because you have people from like all over the world working Mm -hmm. here in the college Um, and you get people who are just doing it to support other things in their their life that they love more than cafeteria work sure
0: yeah yeah. I, uh, I remember I was at, uh, I got a free tickets to go to Action Bronson a couple months ago, and I saw Aaron from, from in the CAF. Mm. Uh, I saw him there, and I'm like, oh, this is usually the guy that makes my burgers. Yeah. And now he's wearing all Toronto Maple Leafs, not even like, really watching the concert. He was just cheering whenever the Leafs would, like, score, oh, <laughs> like nice. a goal in the playoffs. <laughs> and, and he was just wearing all Leafs. I'm like, it's so weird to see him but yeah, in a different way, a different mm-hmm. light of what he's really into. Yeah,
1: it's... Um, the only thing frustrating thing is that when people and I'm sure this happens to you, people recognize you like outside of the college. Mm -hmm. It's happened to me where I've been at like restaurants and people have been like, hey, you look familiar. And I'm like, no, I don't. Just keep eating. Yeah, (laughs)
0: Yeah. I had that (laughs) poor boy like a month ago. A guy like walked by I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, what's up? And then I'm like, oh, that's, a, that's not a comedian. Who is that guy? And then, and then sure enough, it was just a student here that I just different context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was super weird.
1: Yeah. The one thing that I get afraid of now, because when you're a calf worker, there's no stakes and it doesn't matter what you do in your personal life. Like they just want you to show up and <laughs> yeah. take people's money. Um, I do feel weird about doing comedy now working in the register's office because the stakes are like a little bit higher, it seems like. And you're dealing obviously with like, with, like confidential information. For sure. So there's only like so much. There's only so much material that I can like get from my job now, unless it's just super generic like office material, which everyone who works in an office has. So. Did you
0: have good calf stuff?
1: Yeah, I yeah. think I had tons of good calf stuff. Um, Cause, like, if you work in the calf, um, you're at the bottom of the pole in terms of like employment. Okay. Um, so there's only where to go from up, and you can just make fun of yourself on every single level about working in a calf. And now I have to try to think of, like, office material. Like, now I'm just, like, sitting around thinking, like, what's the funniest thing I could say about, like, like a copy, <laughs> right? Or, yeah. like, office lunchroom or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's harder.
0: Um, so I just wanted to also kind of start with a big thank you. You've been a really big help for me. Uh, oh, hell my, yeah. Uh, yeah, my first day doing stand up at yuck yucks, I said, seen you at the other calf. Uh, you had worked at the calf cross. So many uh, calfs, yeah. yeah. The other yeah, yeah. <laughs> calf across the school. And I happened to be doing a video in that building that day. And then I got lunch and I saw you there. And so mm-hmm. I asked you for advice because I was yeah, super I remember nervous. Yeah. 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 And yeah, you uh, were insanely things, nervous. <laughs> yeah. And the things that I, I took away from what you said, I, I've repeated it to other people, which mm-hmm. was, um, no one cares. <laughs> yeah. Just have fun yeah. and good luck. And I kept yeah. repeating that I'm in my head all day. And I think it really helped just knowing that these are people are all strangers. I mm-hmm. c- I'm doing it because I want to do it and it's for fun. And it's yeah. just l- it took the pressure off, and that was really helpful. Especially in comedy things.
1: in Ottawa, and I don't mean to like like, I don't know, like step on it or anything, but like everyone doing comedy in Ottawa is literally just doing it for fun because, um, there is no JFL scout at any room in the city yeah. scouting out the, the con like the, the competition and like about to offer someone a gal. Okay. Like it's, um, it's not happening. And the bottom line is, yeah, like the audience wants you to do well, but if you're doing amateur night, no one really cares if you do that well, like do your best, but if you bomb and no one ever sees you again, then it like it doesn't matter it doesn't, it matter, doesn't matter yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh i i've watched i found your youtube channel and i've watched oh, some sick. of your videos nice. and so i thought they were super cool um the like experimental like alternative t- stuff you've done so i've seen your show your yeah. um your uh, you and kennedy pull an alt nighter yeah black kennedy squirrel pull an yeah yeah not, it's not you yeah it's <laughs> yeah, your yeah. name yeah. um and so that's advertised as a alternative show yeah but then you've also done alternative things in the middle of regular trad- traditional stand-up yeah, yeah. and you've said that that's bombed a bunch but totally yeah. but when has it worked well when it would have been like the best successes
1: for that show specifically or when i know just, do... just in general
0: something like that something that's like
1: um i like doing yeah like weird alternative stuff i okay my favorite comedians ever are john dore mm-hmm. uh canadian comic from ottawa um he does a lot of alternative comedy and i got a lot of inspiration from him because one thing that he said that stuck with me was um there are no rules to comedy So I was like, that's incredible. You can literally do whatever you want and don't let anyone tell you any different. Yeah. Um, And then I also love Maria Bamford uh, because she is just the most genuine person ever in her comedy, but still so hilarious. But...
0: And it's amazing that these are two of your favorites, and you've opened for John Doerr and met with Maria Bamford and hung Bamford out, and, and, out and Bamford, you helped her yeah. buy a charger?
1: An iPhone charger, yeah. You, <laughs> you helped yeah, her yeah, buy I an iPhone charger. Mart, helped her pick one out, and <laughs> then I so walked funny. over to um, Expectation. Spectation, yeah.
0: Oh, that is so cool and yeah. weird. Like, what are they How did? How does that happen? Like, is it, like, a dream board where you put... You have these two on your dream board, I, and then you got to
1: Yeah, have that I have no idea. Well, I found that... Um, when it comes to comedy, like... If you don't ask, you're never going to know, right? Like, if you don't ask, the answer is always no, is that classic quote. Mm-hmm. So when it, come, when it came to John Doerr, I just started asking him if I could open for him yeah. uh, until he, like, remembered who I was and then eventually gave me a spot. Um, and then with Maria, I got to hang out with her because it was a Twitter contest. Okay. She Whenever she tours different cities, she puts on Twitter, like, she puts a call out and asking if anyone in the city wants to get coffee one-on-one and get, like, a private yeah. comedy show. okay. And I... Signed up to get notifications from her Twitter account, like, six months before she even came to Ottawa. Because I knew if she showed up to Ottawa, like, I was going to be that person to get coffee with her. Yeah, um, Yeah, and I just gotten all of her notifications, like, the day before she showed up. I was the first person to see that she had tweeted that. Um, and I was the first person to respond. And uh, so, yeah. That's amazing. Wow, you were her. on the ball there. That was that's, on the ball, yeah. That's
0: perfect. That's so cool. Yeah. What was your first alternative set? Do you remember that?
1: Um... No, I don't remember the first alternative set. I have done really stupid stuff. I can remember bombing a lot at this room called the Glue Pot Pub that was around when I first started um, and doing like weird sets about. I had like a weird obsession with like blood and I would do weird sets where I would like come up on stage and I would be wearing like a bloody shirt under the shirt that I was wearing and I would like take it off and be like, oh, like have a set where. I just think it's really funny to be doing comedy uh, as like a last. It's like something that you committed to, even though there's so much more important things yeah. happening in your life. Like but you were just you in an accident. Yeah. Yeah. I've done like a set where I pretended that I just got into a, a serious car accident and I've been yeah. like bleeding, but I made it to the set where I've like, I've been stabbed and I still made it. Um, So I like, yeah, I bombed a lot of that, but I Because people I don't get like what's happening? People, yeah, no- it, it does much better in an independent room yeah. where the room is going to be full of either comedians and comedy fans. Yeah. Cause you have an independent comedy show. The only, the only people going there are people who like comedy otherwise.
0: Or friends of a comedian. Or friends of a comedian, like that, that yeah. kind of
1: stuff. You're not getting random people off the street because like they probably never heard of the show. Um, mm-hmm. you have people who know of the show and why it's happening, showing up. If you're at a comedy club, you've got people who know of like yuck yucks or absolute or whatever, because it's a comedy club that exists. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Oh, I know of that club. I want to watch comedy. They go there expecting classic people going to comedy clubs are looking for mainstream comedy and that's yeah. totally okay. So my alt stuff has not worked as good there.
0: Even I like, got, uh, you have the one where you forgot your whole set and it's playing over like the speakers, like your internal thoughts. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's just so, so cool and creative. Like you have, you have to act it all out, all the things you were doing. Like you had to like, but one thing I have a question of that yeah. is in your opening of that, you were like, hey, you in the front with the haircut. And then the guy reveals that he's got a bald head. And you're like, whoa, I, uh, your head is like blinding me. Or like, I can see myself.
1: That was convenience. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> that was total convenience. Um, that was just, yeah, perfect timing. Or you know what I probably did? I probably... Made an effort to point at a bald person, knowing that that line was going to come up in the script. Okay. That's probably what happened. Yeah, okay. that's more likely. I was happened. wondering,
0: i'm like, did you record that first section, like, right at the beginning of the show, scouting to see who was in the front to do something like that? But no. Okay, it was just no, yeah. you picked it up. No, yeah, that out. was yeah. I had to look for a bald out. guy.
1: Okay. Yeah, that went well because, um, because of the environment. Like, I did it a couple times. I did one in an indie room where it was like mostly comics, and mm. then I did it at yuck yucks once, but it was like. Specifically, like, the Mike and Mitch, like, alt-comedy okay. show or oh, whatever. Okay. So, it was, like, very, like... They asked people to do weird stuff with that show specifically and, okay. like, marketed it that way. So, oh, okay.
0: So, it was yeah. a little more... Pl- yeah, okay. People yeah, knew yeah. a little bit more that it would be something...
1: And I think it was also, like, lighter. Like, it didn't have anything to do with, like, being stabbed or run over. So, I think people were more on board with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's that's funny. And mm-hmm. what do people say, I guess, maybe at the beginning when you started doing this, what do other comics say when that you have, like, a bloody shirt or like you have like something to prepare um, is it received th- well or is it afterwards that people are like oh, okay i saw i see what you did now
1: i okay kind of i think kind of like mixed thoughts in the beginning when i first started comedy i was doing a lot of weird stuff and there was kind of like a tight-knit group of us who were doing comedy in the beginning i had like a good group of friends who were totally into it and also i think didn't care what i did because i was one of the few women in town doing comedy mm-hmm. so they were like Whatever you do, just please show up and represent. So, yeah. um, so I don't think they cared in that sense. Um, my comic friends were into it because they knew me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm pretty sure people won't tell you to your face, but I'm pretty sure a lot of also people thought that um, I was just like insane and that it was like never gonna work. Sure. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but I think now, I th- yeah, I think now I can better get a gauge of stuff that will work and stuff that won't and what rooms I should do it in mm-hmm. and okay. what rooms that will definitely not be on board at all but like and even maybe, now I still think of like really dumb stuff that I know is not going to hit at all um, and I still do it anyway um, but you just got to keep trying stuff keep, like that keep, yeah you keep trying it until you figure out what you're good at and what audience is actually like
0: yesterday at a show I saw a guy pull out a cape and a Merlin beard and then he read a long crazy story and I was like this is what show not was that? It was that poor boy.
1: Oh, cool! Do you remember who the guy was? That did I think that? His, his
0: name was Matt Barrow. Oh, I Matt mean? Barrow. Yeah, yeah, he's an yeah. improv guy, so he yeah.
1: totally does weird stuff. He likes—he's an improv guy and he likes character stuff. This was so, that. Yeah, it was all yeah.
0: about Jeff and uh, and Dylan. Like a whole story all oh, about nice. them, and it was just yeah a cool thing that I was not expecting. I'd never seen him before. I love
1: I love weird stuff like that. I love when comics just experiment because, like I said, right? Like it's like it's Ottawa. So if you have the opportunity. To do whatever you want and you have a weird idea, like just do it. Like, that's also why I push, like, do new jokes whenever you want. Because if you're just doing some like random independent show where like maybe you're just getting a beer or a little bit of cash or whatever and there's no stakes, like, why wouldn't you do exactly what you want to do? Like, Mm -hmm. why would you? I don't, I just don't understand like panicking and being like, I have to do the same six minutes like forever. Um, Yeah.
0: I actually yesterday I was like I saw that the the there wasn't much of an audience and Mm -hmm. so I was like oh I don't want to do this one that always works I want to try yeah something that Mm -hmm. and so my idea was to read out one of the uh the jokes jokes that Mm -hmm. my uncle sent me to do and so I think that might be something kind of funny where it's like I know this is bad (laughs) but I'm going to read something that was I was told by a family member that I don't know yeah I was going to try that honestly
1: rooms like that sometimes are the most fun like like, obviously, like, if you get a room that's, like, a packed audience or whatever, like, that's, like, prime. But I love a good hell gig. I love a room that is not well attended, that's, like, mostly comics or, like, where all the odds are against you. Yeah. Those rooms are fun because that's when the stakes really don't matter either. Like, yeah. Like, that's when you can, like, I, um, yeah, I did, uh, like, Spence's show on Tuesday mm-hmm. at Time to Laugh in the Clock Tower. Um, And I think there was, like maybe six or eight audience members there in the beginning of the show. And then it dwindled to like maybe four or five okay. towards the end. And the show was also very, very long. So I think people were just getting really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't wait to do my set because every single comic on that show was so different. And the show was such a roller coaster of like, like in that case, it just didn't matter what you did at all. And and that made yeah. it more fun, yeah.
0: That's cool, yeah. I, that's a really cool way of thinking it. Um, one thing that I thought was so cool about when I was seeing your YouTube channel, was just how it made me feel like oh I was like I want to make more things and I think that's mm-hmm. the kind of the best kind of thing or inspiration when you do things mm-hmm. is like uh you, you just your sketches that you had with your friends and I was like oh I, w- I remember making sketches with my friends like I yeah. want to do more of that it's, 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 I think that's so cool when I saw uh Tim Robinson's show I think you should leave on Netflix I like, love
1: that show yeah. I
0: was like I want to yeah I want to write some sketches and then I was so happy that I had like three I had like three or four people come up to me and be like Brian, I can't tell anyone else about the show because they're going to think I'm too weird, but you'll love it. And I'm like, I've already seen all of it. Thank you so much for thinking of me in relation to that because it was just amazing. That show was incredible.
1: I think about the line... um what about Stanzo brand fedoras every day? Do you remember that? I sketch? don't. I don't. It's like the that. baby shower one, and they're all sitting around and they're trying to come up with ideas, like gift ideas for the baby shower. Oh, okay. And then, um, and then Tim Robinson suggests, um, he's like, "What about Stanzo brand fedoras?" And then you find out later that he's trying to get rid of all this like, um, costume oh, stuff that yeah, he bought yeah. for a movie that <laughs> yeah. didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that one is really good. Oh, that, I should, yeah, check that one out again. That one doesn't stand out with me. For me. Um, I guess I would just really like that guy's like stinky like I like too small like, that guy <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the car. To get car. Yeah. I like yeah. that one a lot and the girls texting each other like just here with a couple hacks of shit like yeah. <laughs> and yeah. a couple of pig dicks or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that one was good but uh, something about the weird stanzos really stands out because at the very end they eventually like they buy all of this old movie stuff and at the very end Everyone's pulling the stands out, like the fedoras out of the bags and everyone's pissed yeah. except for one weird old man <laughs> at the shower takes out the wig and puts it on and then takes out like the Tommy guns and starts like shooting the Tommy guns. And then it goes into slow-mo and in black and white and you hear actual gun noises and it goes on for <laughs> way too long where he's like fake shooting.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so fucked. Um, do you, how many Slinkies do you have?
1: Um, I definitely have a couple that are like yeah. warped and broken.
0: And what is your head. fascination with them?
1: Um, I don't know. I I honestly don't know what made me want to buy the slinky and do the weird Slick videos. I think at that point, when I was like super into like making like stupid YouTube videos, I just wanted to think of something. You know how like videos, if you title it something, it'll end up being like. Popular like tutorials or like whatever, yeah. like how to do this or like tricks or whatever. Yeah, just something that would get it a lot of views, but could be entirely misleading and not have to put that like in the title. For sure, I think yeah. your
0: most popular one was when you fell down the stairs, and yeah. that makes it makes sense because people yeah, were like, yeah. oh, check this out, like, yeah. it's real. I think it's real, <laughs> I like think it's real, yeah. Something like that. I made a mistake like that, or when I was like grade seven or eight I was filming for a weekend with my friends just a bunch of like little videos and one of them we titled Shark Attack Pool because yeah. that was our sketch where it's one of us played the shark and we're in the pool and we're like oh, I'm gonna get you like stuff mm-hmm. like that it got 800,000 views oh my god because it's called Shark Attack yeah. so people these sick yeah, yeah. people are looking for Shark Attack and they're they're all writing oh how dare you? I hope you guys get really eaten by sharks because yeah, yeah. this is so terrible. Misleading, and then yeah. other people are like, hey, they're just kids having fun. Like it was cool to see both sides of oh, people calling great, us yeah. idiots and all this stuff. And then people are like, hey,
1: they're just. Yeah. It's like weird stuff like that. Like, I think none of my videos have ever cranked like a thousand views, but another comic who's a really good friend, Ben Hoggle, he um, has a YouTube channel. And one of his videos is just like cat attacks bird. And -hmm. it's got like, yeah, thousands of views. And it's people just arguing in the comment section being like, I can't believe that cat killed that bird or like, get it. Like, it's the most insane thing. But it's like, yeah, just... (laughs) <laughs> like just few words. I don't know. Maybe it's like attack or something that people are like,
0: yeah. People like watching animal attacks. Yeah. It's fun for them. It's animal videos in general. Yeah, and then videos, go, yeah. they go from those to like from cute to let's see some things yeah. die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How many, do you have any idea how many shows you've done? Is that possible to gauge? Oh my God. No. no, no.
1: Some people count. Um, I don't have time for that. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, or also some people like try to calculate like how much money they made from comedy over the oh. years. And I just cannot be bothered. Um, yeah i don't have time to count the shows or even like and how many years is it uh this september will be five years okay yeah
0: and so is there's no gauge of uh, you have no this it's impossible you're just doing i literally have done so yeah that i think that's awesome like that's so cool because i'm still counting and so i'm like i'm still like oh i can count on my fingers and toes yeah yeah (laughs) um so when you of all the shows you've been to how many have you ever seen people like fall out of their chairs like laughing or have you seen like a big reaction? Like I find the biggest I see is like people throwing their head backs and slapping a, a knee. Yeah,
1: no, I can't say that I've seen anything insane like that. If anything, I've seen um fights break out, but only yeah. at like comedy clubs and it's not even because of the comedian. It's about people getting way too wasted mm-hmm. and then shouting at the comedian and then the comedian roasting them and then them getting really offended and mad and yeah. wanting to fight the comedian. And then you have like security coming in to like like calm down and then they try to punch the bartender and it's yeah <laughs> i've seen well, a couple of cases of that but no no I don't it hasn't I've been
0: there's nothing been too crazy like in an audience-wise no
1: if anything sometimes you see um sometimes you see If you're like doing a joke and you're like bombing really hard, uh, you'll just make the worst thing is to just make eye contact with someone you can tell is not into it at all. Making eye contact with the audience is the worst Um, when you can see everyone and you can see how people are enjoying your set. Yeah. And just those deadpan faces of angry people that aren't into it. Yeah. um that's the worst <laughs> reaction
0: yeah i had that problem during my competition set at Yucky where the front row was not digging me and my friends said they were watching the girl in the front row and they were watching her face look disgusted at some of my yeah. jokes and i'm like yeah she did not help me but then it turned out like i don't know it was like her birthday or something at the beginning of the show someone was like fuck yeah, your birthday yeah. and so yeah. she was not happy with <laughs> that people didn't appreciate her birthday and yeah. so i was like yeah whatever <laughs> you're not into it <laughs> Yeah, but my problem uh, yeah. is I give too much eye contact. Like, I, I can't see the light because I'm too busy looking at the people.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard. I like it better when you're being blinded by a light because you can't see anyone and you can look anywhere. Um, but the worst is, yeah, in a room where the lighting is exactly the same everywhere and you can make eye contact with everyone in the room. Because also in rooms like that, audiences I find are more um, shy when it comes to laughing because if they can all see each other and mm-hmm. everyone can see each other, they'll laugh but it won't be like an extended laugh i find it's like they laugh and then it's over so you do like yeah. a joke laughter dead silence next joke
0: because they could see each other so maybe they're being judged I based they're off more of, yeah. yeah
1: to like laugh fall in the darkness you're like you don't know
0: who's yeah, doing it yeah it's huh. yeah
1: it feels more comfortable i think maybe to be like not being able to see anyone around you or yeah you that just the comic can't look at you yeah so, i think yeah. that probably
0: that definitely helps yeah that's interesting huh mm-hmm I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, I've only done clubs a couple of times and I, I forget that how blinding the light is where I got like, my other places and I'm like, oh, I wish that light was on both sides. And it's like, oh no, it, it really affects how much you can see and Yeah, it's it totally like.
1: blinding. I appreciate it. I have seen like one woman once um, at a show <laughs> thought the light was like too, so bright that she asked for it to be like shut off. So they shut it off. But then the stage was in like complete darkness and it was like the audience was like lit more. Uh-huh. And it was so, I thought it was funny because I like like, when shows are, like, weird or, like, yeah. are wrong in some capacity, but... Like, there's a story um, of the
0: night of something yeah. happened rather than, like, oh, it was a show. People laughed and had a good time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Whatever.
1: Um, it was really funny to me, but uh, the audience was like, what is happening?
0: So, you got into stand-up because a friend was doing it, right? You had a friend that was doing it, and then they were yeah. just like, you should do it? I find... Yeah. Do you think that's, like, a very common way that people are getting into it now? I
1: think a lot of people get into it either... Yeah. Well, they just they watch comedy on like Netflix or whatever. And they're like, they're just comedy fans. And they're like, I can do this. Or I think they 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 watch comedy because they know of someone who's doing it or something or they see mm-hmm. local comedy. um, And then they're like, I could do this. I don't know if it's a lot of like, I haven't heard a lot of stories of people just encouraging other people to do stand up more so i feel like i hear more stories where someone's like oh well my friend did stand up so i went to go watch them and after seeing a show i was like i think okay. that i could do this
0: okay i've just that's how i've got one of my friends to do it where i i had so much fun doing it, i'm like dude actually that wasn't the reason <laughs> it was more because he would go to all these shows and then he would get really big laughs from just being an audience member yeah, yeah, and i wanted him yeah. to feel the pressure of <laughs> being scared yeah. beforehand. i think that was the main reason Has he done it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he did it he oh, did cool. it like how a month or two ago it was it was really good yeah, yeah scared, he yeah. had all his friends out there and everyone had a great time and oh nice you just, again, too scared to do it again. Oh, really? Yeah, hopefully he'll get yeah. into it. But that was the same thing with me. I'm like, oh, that first one didn't count, right? Because of the safety blanket of, like, the first time.
1: Yeah, the first couple times I did stand-up, I destroyed because I had tons of friends there. And yeah. it was just, like, a super supportive space Um, that I was like, I'm hilarious. I can keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I bombed for six months straight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then I was going to, like, crappy rooms, getting, like, nothing. I was trying... Because in the beginning, you're just writing so much material to figure out what works mm-hmm. and, like, what your voice is and whatever. So I was just trying so much new material, trying to figure out my voice and just doing crappy rooms that I bombed so much. But then after, like, bombing for six months, you finally get to a point where you have, like, a good six minutes that can kill. Mm-hmm. So then you start going to the comedy clubs and doing, like, really well. And then it kind of, like, takes off from there. Yeah.
0: Cool. How... Um so I really like your, I've actually only been to one of your alternative shows. And mm-hmm. I, I was telling people, yeah, same thing. I was telling so many people about the things that were happening. and yeah. Because it, it was just, yeah, like surrealness yeah. of like uh, you two.
1: Which one did the, you go to? It was the Christmas in, oh,
0: August, Christmas in August. And so I was yeah. telling people about Ter Duncan, like having a table right on stage and this guy's head popping out through the yeah. turkey. And he did stand up as Ter Duncan. Yeah. And you drinking Frosty
1: yeah yeah and and possessing us b- being yeah. possessed <laughs> yeah
0: uh, like stuff like that was just like it was co- so much cooler than yeah watching a netflix special because we're here watching like we're like what is happening right now yeah. it was just so insane and cool are you guys doing more of that
1: we don't have plans to i i personally um loved that show but mm-hmm. it was it was just so much work like yeah. all the writing like i love sketch comedy that would be my dream job but it's so much work to write the sketch and then cast people in it yeah um hope that people like memorize their lines and show up which yeah. they do everyone that we put in the show was great but you still always have like you worry about like someone dropping out and having to like recast um you worry so much about like tech because we had so many like sound effects yeah. and like all and this they're, stuff the,
0: the prime thing that's the whole joke is through those yeah, oh my yeah. God. So yeah.
1: it's so much work it was like it just was a ton of work. Like we'd finished the one show and then I would immediately be stressed about like what we're going to do for the next show. And cause I love the show so much, I wanted to be perfect. So I was like stressing even more on top of that. Um, and then Kennedy moved to Toronto. So it was just okay. like harder to coordinate yeah. uh, writing together. And like, uh, it was just, it was a really kind of a relief to like be like, let's just put it on pause and maybe come back to it.
0: When you do alternative sets, are they like bits where you, you said you do them a couple times? like mm. you don't just do them once. It's not like a roast where like, the jokes just it happens and then you throw it away. Like you actually do them a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, I like to
1: do it in a couple different rooms to see yeah. to see how it difference. goes. Um but then typically I won't do it again just cuz it's I don't know. I like I just like writing new stuff and I like doing new stuff and I like when I think of, like, something really weird to do, I, like, just doing it a couple times and just recording it and then just having the video of it. And then I'll, like, yeah. put the video on my YouTube channel or whatever. And
0: that's why I'm, like, surprised and, like, upset that it doesn't have more views. Of, like, your thing with the skeleton and that's because you had a whole Instagram account where you went vegan and yeah. that came from that? Like, was that a whole plan of, like...
1: That was a plan, uh, yeah, because... A couple of years ago, I did an Instagram account, like a fitness Instagram account. Oh, okay. And um, I was like, on day one, I was like working out. On day two, I was sick. And then day three, I died. <laughs> yeah. So then I never logged into the account ever again. And then I was like, I want to do something similar to that again. What's like a what's like a fad that people do on Instagram? So yeah. I did the vegan one. But I thought it'd be more funnier to incorporate like skeleton stand-up. So it was like day one, I was vegan. Day two, I was sick. Day three, I think I like had turned into a skeleton or something at that point but i was like i really want to do stand-up in like my final form yeah. um so then i did the skeleton bit recorded it put it on youtube and then the last day i was dead or whatever yeah um <laughs> yeah i don't think unless i become entirely famous i don't think that that channel is gonna skyrocket.
0: yeah i know it's too bad but <laughs> it's okay it's, it is okay i think it's fine yeah. i'm happy that i'm one of the people that of the people that have seen it like yeah. i'm happy that I, i've been inspired by them just to do more cool things like that sick yeah, yeah yeah it's it's pretty dope and it's yeah. like what are your what are some of your favorite john Doerr jokes or bits like what are the things that have stood out to you that oh, you, you well, tell your it's friends?
1: really hard to find all this stuff on youtube but the stuff that i found over the years um one of the sets that i watch of his that just totally inspired me because i love when the joke is like on the audience yeah he's got a bit on conan where he's got two of them one and of my favorite ones though is he comes out to do stand up and his set gets interrupted by a guy in the audience who looks is like dressed as like a page but it's another comedian yeah. um who was like trying to ask someone to move to a different seat in the audience okay. so the set gets like interrupted and he uh Yells at that guy, and then the page yells at him, and they both um, accuse each other of not thinking that their jobs are like that hard. Uh, yeah. He's like, "Oh, comedy's easy, or whatever," and he's like, "Comedy's easy, like your job's easy, or whatever." So then they sw- they're like, John Dor like, "You think you can do comedy? You can do my job?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, I do think you can do my job." So then they switch, and John Dor goes into the audience to move the girl, and then Rory Scovel, the comedian, comes up on stage to do comedy, um, and then Conan and Andy get mad at them for like doing the switch, and then yeah. it turns into like a four person like do you think my job is easy like it becomes the whole thing that's awesome where john door ends up being the host um and <laughs> someone else is like this uh, i think john door is like the host and then conan is like the like the the guy on the couch andy richter and the andy richter is the comedian and it's like that's
0: that's crazy that's the that's whole awesome. set, i haven't seen yeah. that one i thought you were talking about, th- about talking about the other rory scovo one where they come out at the same time on conan
1: no, not that one. That okay. one's good, too. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen okay. that one. Yeah, and they both threw sets at the exact yeah, same time yeah. cause they were booked at the same time yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love crap like that. I love crap like that. That one's really good. And then there's two other ones on Conan, too. One is, like, where he does a bit about um, how, like, he makes reference to how he went, like, fishing uh, and he fell asleep in the boat or something. And then um, at the end of a set, he takes his shirt off to reveal that, like, these kids who had... Um, uh, these kids when he fell asleep like these kids went and like threw like a dick on his like chest or whatever mm-hmm. so at the end of the set like he takes his shirt off to reveal like the dick is still on his chest or whatever yeah okay so uh that's really funny and then there's another one where he comes out on stage in a horse costume um the promoting centaur? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah promoting some uh energy drink or something like that um but i just love bits like that where the joke is on the audience yeah yeah
0: that's <laughs> yeah that that's cool, so it's not a specific joke. it's just the the whole thing itself yeah, the, just his, his the whole bit. thing
1: when he was here in Ottawa last summer, I got to open for him and I watched his set um and uh and he just incorporates little things like that into every bit, and it's just I just love it like he did he did mostly jokes, but he did this one bit where um he talked about like the last time that he was at yuck yucks he had like put a Bible in the rafters or whatever, and then like halfway through a set he like um went up like into like the ceiling or whatever and like pulled the book out it was yeah. like it was still there or yeah. whatever um and in, and it had something in the book it had been like hollowed out and there was like something in the book or something like okay that.
0: But, cool yeah that's yeah. that's interesting i remember hearing yeah, of like brendan walsh who's a comedian who did something similar he didn't know what to do for stand-up so in his first set he had like a bunch of his friends planted in the audience as mm-hmm. like different things. Like one one couple, they had a fake argument, just like super loud. Yeah. One guy was like going peanuts, peanuts here. Mm-hmm. And then someone else was yeah, doing something else. I like, got a phone call or something yeah, yeah. and they were all part of his set, like on purpose. And the like, guy was yeah, like, I don't do that. that. <laughs> and, like that's yeah. like, they're like, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, that was all part. Those are all my jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just a cool, interesting. Yeah. Mix. I love
1: that too. Like I love the idea. Like I said, like of having to do stand up but something, like the world is against you and s- mm-hmm. like everything is against you and trying to prevent you from doing the scent but yeah. you like conquer anyway yeah. like you show up anyway
0: yeah. yeah no that's cool that's uh that's interesting i mean that was the first time i bombed was the day my grandfather died and i still was like that's what a comedian does right yeah, they yeah. go up and then it was uh, i mean it was good to get that out of the way it wasn't yeah. the worst thing that happened to me that day yeah so <laughs> that was good but that people might have been like is this a bit and i was like nope this is just just, so sad (laughs) yeah i bet i'm gonna go try to make other people laugh yeah yeah that was a mistake but a good story that i'm happy to have taken away from from that yeah uh another thing that i'd seen yeah i do like your videos of uh kind of mocking just general uh yeah makeup tutorials stuff like that like that the barbecue one was good like there's a bunch of good ones but I saw you did, lo- you recreated Lost at Yuck Yucks oh or a my couple God, that
1: scenes? Was, that was 100% for comedians. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, they were doing an, like a variety show at Yuck Yucks, and the guy running it, Josh Murray, he asked. Um, me and my other pal Josh if we had wanted to do anything for it and I was like why don't we literally just do scenes from Lost it'll (laughs) be so easy we'll literally just print the script on from the computer um, and just reenact scenes from Lost Um, so that is exactly what we did and we didn't tell the audience what we were going to do I think they got it after the first sketch yeah Um, but we just went up and because I think Josh introduced it by being like, all right, now like a scene from like one of your favorite TV shows. <laughs> and we just reenacted Lost for like three different sets. And I recorded that. And um, my plan was to like, I never did it. But I, my plan was to like tweet it at like the creator of Lost or something <laughs> and be like, look, we love Lost. But <laughs>
0: that didn't work out. No, no. It's just not you good. are a big fan
1: I or, love Lost, yeah.
0: Yeah, me too. I was actually just talking to someone when they were trying to convince me the whole show is purgatory. I'm like, that's not how it worked. And yeah, they were like, yes, it is. Yeah. Then she Googled it, and it was like, see, top article. And I'm like, what? It like messed me up for like a couple hours. Then I had to like double check and Google. I'm like, no, no, no. I still it's don't nah.
1: believe it. No, I'm gonna believe exactly what I want to believe, which is that it was all real. Um, it
0: was until yeah. like the only the, purgatory the end, is when yeah. they're in the church at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, But it's it was all all that all that weirdness went down. I actually I don't know if you have heard have you heard of chronologically lost? No. Someone edited the show chronologically oh. to watch it in order. So what do you think the first scene would be of Chronologically Lost?
1: Uh, from the...
0: Yeah. First moment.
1: Okay. Maybe... I don't want to sound totally dumb, but I'm trying to think of, like, like the first moment. Because at the very beginning of the show is when the plane crashes, right? But mm-hmm. then you see all these scenes from, like, their past. Yes. Right before they ended up on yeah. the island. So I, I have no idea. So
0: the first moment is, like, thousands of years before. Because the woman ends up on the beach and she gives birth to the man in black oh, yeah, and yeah. The, okay. and Jacob. Right. Then after that, the black ship, uh, uh, the black not black pearl like the the pirate yeah, yeah. ship lands there. Then after that, it's them when they're all in 1957 or 77. That so that's chronologically the yeah. order of the show is when because they time traveled in season five and I'm like oh this is such a cool just. Editing project of yeah, putting all that yeah, together, yeah. and I'm just a huge oh, fan of stuff like that. It was on Facebook, it was a Facebook page that oh, I was cool. able to just watch it all. Lost, yeah, yeah, I was just I thought that was super cool, and I figured you would be a fan if you're <laughs> recreating a yeah, scene yeah. from Lost.
1: Yeah, I know, I love Lost.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. I need to watch actually, I just found a podcast about Twin Peaks, I just listened to an episode of that. Did you ever I watch keep, that
1: show? Uh, no, I keep getting recommendations, and it's my plan to watch it. It was actually. Um I have my friends crave account so I saw that it was on crave but it was like the most recent oh, season of the return. Was on crave yeah, don't, or something. Don't just watch that. Yeah cuz I watched the first episode I was like don't, I don't think this is right. I no. feel like I'm missing something. Oh the um, whole the rest of the series. <laughs> yeah so I shut it off and I haven't tried to find the Well that's yet.
0: that's a good call. Don't just start with that okay. cuz that, that's a mistake yeah, okay. to watch the newest thing cuz that's a cool show where it it ended and it, like the, one of the last things was like 25 years got canceled and then 25 years later they bring it back on tv i'm like that is such a cool and is thing it still good like the, i haven't seen the new okay. season <laughs> i did the same thing kind of where i got it was like an hour and a half and i was busy and i watched half yeah, of it yeah. and i'm like i'll get to this eventually it's yeah. cool that it's all out and i've been pumped but i'll <laughs> eventually it, it's around for a while yeah we'll see um i guess how how much longer do you have i know you're on a you have a hard out
1: um uh we should probably wrap up okay. i say at like 1 30 okay so, uh, yeah, so I can walk over.
0: Cool. Then actually, let's just go to at least my planned ender cool. now. So the way that I end is I have a series of ways we can end. And cool. so you can pick. Sure. And so you're just going to pick based off of the title. And then I'll tell you uh, which, what that means. So mm. what do you like there?
1: Uh, twin thinking. Because I'm a thinking. twin. so represent, Oh,
0: okay. Great. Yeah. Um, so this is a game, I actually forget the full name, so it's called the Twin Thinking. So we're each going to come up with, uh, like a person, place, or thing, like an idea. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go three, two, one at the same time. And after one, we say the things we're thinking of. Okay. So say for example, I say blue and you say yellow. Yeah. And then in the second round, we're going to go three, two, one, green, because that's the thing in the middle of, right. our, of oh, our ideas okay, okay. and got so it. naturally it, we're probably not going to both do colors and yeah, then get yeah. it so simple but we'll both we'll try to get to the same thing based off of the two things and try to find the middle oh cool of I our like yeah. of our ideas
1: okay
0: um so i guess let's just i don't know, take a second to think of okay whatever mm-hmm. um and then do you got something yeah okay uh three is so at the same time we have to say okay. so three. after one okay. we're gonna say <laughs> the thing so <laughs> three, three two, two one hot lobster. air balloon oh uh, okay cool. um uh okay i think i'm i think i'm good
1: okay all right three,
0: three two one, one. ocean okay i think we're meeting closer okay. yeah yeah uh okay you're good yeah yeah three, three two, two one australia mm, okay uh okay. Three, three, two, one, lost. City Opera House. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Three,
0: three two, two, one. one. Oceanic Flight Eight One Six. Okay, now we're getting into rough territory. Of okay. Uh,
1: and we're still. I think we're still in yeah, Los. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. it's
0: in the, in the middle yeah. of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah. Th-
1: Three, Three two, two,
0: one, Jack. Jack? All right. Oh, got yeah. <laughs> <And then there laughs> we got to it after how many tries. I don't know. But yeah, that, I, wasn't bad. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. good. All right. Well, I think that's basically most of what I wanted to talk about. So thank Hell you so much yeah. for yeah, coming on. Yeah, thanks for
1: asking me on. Um, I was going to say, uh, one, I love that you put, you got Laura McClellan uh, on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That
0: was a note. That I was like, <laughs> oh, we'll see if we get to that. We'll d- see if we get to that. So yeah, um, th- I guess, I don't know. You've already mentioned that. So you yeah. changed your name to one of my coworkers' names as mm-hmm. a joke just because you found her name through a system and then that actually mm-hmm. affected your life by right? that name got put on a comedy show on a comedy
1: show poster. And I, you know, but was, it was perfect because I explained everything that happened at the comedy show because I was hosting. Yeah. So I went from the top, I explained the whole situation and I got such a laugh. So yeah. Oh, that's great. And in the end it worked out
0: because yeah. Facebook, after you change your name, even as a joke, it doesn't let you change back for 30 60 days. days, 60 days. Yeah. I had
1: to wait two months, but now I'm back to my regular name. Um, and and yeah. you're liking it yeah it's, it's not bad yeah multiple people have been like you got your name back and i was yeah. like yeah thanks <laughs> not as yeah. funny
0: maybe i guess it's like a story yeah i got my name back people are like yeah, okay
1: yeah yeah but the story it really worked for the stage yeah that's great so, that's yeah. great thank to thank hear you to the real laura mcclellan for existing yeah for having your name <laughs> yeah and for also being employed at Algonquin college
0: cool well yeah. that's the end all thank right you. thanks ryan
1: bye